0: You're listening to the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast, episode number 80. What could your teen consider doing less of next year in their study to create success rather than always thinking about doing more and more? This is definitely something I need to consider as well because I'm naturally a more is more kind of person. So if your teen also has the tendency to think they always need to be doing more in order to get more marks, then stay tuned. I'm Katie Jones and with over 15 years in education as an award-winning high school teacher, international external examiner, and as a study coach, I've helped thousands of students skyrocket their results and confidence And this podcast is where I share all my insights, tactics, and tips with you, the parent, so you can help your hardworking team get happy, smart, and successful in their study, and have you both enjoy the journey along the way. This is the Parents of Hardworking Teens podcast. Hey VIPs, how are you? I hope you and your teens are doing amazing. It's likely that they've now finished school for the year. Maybe they're in their last week, depending on where you're listening from. And maybe you are just done and enjoying the bliss of exams being done, the craziness of activities from the last week of school being done and just being able to take a breath. Or maybe you're a little bit in reflective mode, reflecting back on the year. Maybe you're already thinking about next January and next year. I'm definitely the one who is already thinking about next year before we've even finished this year, which has its pros and its cons. I'm not your example of the person who is living in the moment, which I do know is not a great way to always live life. But I also know that it helps me be good at getting things done, being organized, basically having things well planned which also unfortunately means I'm not so great when things don't run perfectly to my plan and life doesn't follow my plan. (laughs) So I could definitely do better with these things. But awareness is the first step, right? So this is why this ties in for me, as being someone who always thinks they need to do more in order to achieve more. And this particular episode came out of a conversation that I had with my coach recently, where I was talking about my thoughts and plans, shock horror, for next year with Rock Solid Study. And they asked me a great question, or at least I thought it was a great question. For me, at least, it was a great question. They asked, well, what do you need to do less of? And they don't know this, but I actually have a mini post-it note just stuck to the bottom of my computer screen that says, more is not more. (laughs) Because I am naturally the go, go, go person, the more is more person who does need to be reminded from time to time that more is not always more for me or my work or my life or my clients, (laughs) the parents and students who I serve. So as they asked me that, I was like, oh, that is a good question. And it really did get me thinking. It got me thinking a little bit differently and probably more creatively and with a more interesting perspective of what do I actually need to do less of to still grow things and help people more and take things to the next level? What would that create? Why would that be helpful? Not just to me, but to the people that I serve. And naturally, That led to me thinking about how I see this in students and in study and so I thought it might be helpful to share it with you. So if you or your teen are a little bit like me and Aren't just enjoying the moment of finishing this school year and already thinking ahead to next year, then definitely listen in. But if you also prefer to keep that stuff for when the time actually comes, then keep this episode in your back pocket for January because this is actually our final episode of the podcast for this year. No matter how dedicated your teen is, I don't think any student or parent needs to be listening to study related podcasts during their summer or Christmas break. And so, On that note, let's get into considering what else, aside from you not listening to podcasts on behalf of your teen over the summer, what they might actually benefit from doing less of in their study. So a little bit of a different angle on a reflection or a review. And on that note, Episode 71 of this podcast, what are you doing differently is another episode that you might like to check out around this. And also episode 34, hard working versus overworking. I've had a lot of good feedback and a lot of people comment on that particular episode. So I'll put direct links to those into the show notes. Those are other episodes that if this resonates or you find this helpful or is applicable to your teen, those might be helpful as well. And they aren't just me talking about the same things. They are a bit of a different way to look at things or other things to also consider. Because always trying to do more can sometimes lead to Unproductive levels of stress, or even burnout, for students, especially if they are already working hard. So this is about making smart and strategic decisions about where your team will be putting in their time and effort and brain power in future. It's not suddenly saying, okay, just stop doing this or stop doing that. It's about considering where they might be doing things that aren't really paying off for them, or that have an opportunity cost to them because even though they might be producing some small benefit, they're taking up time or energy that could be better spent elsewhere or even better spent on just recharging the batteries, resting. Because it's certainly true that more is not always more. Now, sometimes it might be, and I will touch briefly on that in a moment, but sometimes it isn't. And how do we know? Well, first of all, having just too much on or even too much selection of things that we could be doing just tends to lead to overwhelm. I mean, when we see some of those restaurant turnaround shows, we almost always see them telling the restaurant owner to cut down your menu, do less dishes, but do them better or in renos and home makeover shows. It's all about minimizing clutter and having one or two statement pieces. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you will know that I talk about how learning more and more subject content isn't necessarily going to make any difference to your teen's marks, If your teen doesn't also have the skills of applying that knowledge, that subject content to the question in the way that the question is asked and the mark scheme requires. So if subject knowledge isn't actually the weakest link for them, then it's going to be like putting more and more fuel into the car when the car doesn't have any wheels, right? We need to figure out and fix the missing link or the weakest link that is holding everything else back. So we want them to get smart about things, and we want to help them figure out what to do more of, and why and how, but also to know what will make no difference if they do more of it. Indeed, even what they could do less of, and it wouldn't impact or reduce their results, and in fact might even create the potential to increase their results because they could either take more time for themselves and their well-being, or because it would make more space for the things that they do need to be doing more of. So let's say the restaurant that is getting the overhaul, the makeover already has 10 dishes for their starters, 10 for their mains and 10 for their desserts. Do we think that adding more new dishes is what's going to increase their bookings, increase their takings, increase their customer satisfaction? Probably not. It might be their customer service that needs fixing or improving. It might be the quality of those dishes, of the food that they produce. It might be creating an online booking system. It might be the style of food just doesn't fit well with the locals. It might not be appealing to them. There could be all sorts of things that they could change or improve that isn't just about adding more food to the menu. And what tends to happen is that they increase their success by actually having less dishes on their menu. And with that, they'd also have to then buy less ingredients or less different ingredients. They'd have less different dishes that they'd have to cook on the night. It would actually make their lives easier. And they'd still then increase the number of bookings, number of covers, their revenue, their profit, their reviews, whatever success means for them. But the trap that we tend to fall into, and this was definitely me as a student, and like I said, is still me today, but in other ways, is that we think we need to do more in order to create more success. Now, that may... B, the case. If you are listening to this and you know that your teen isn't doing their homework, isn't bothering to find enough or the best quotations for their essay, if they aren't doing any revision for their exams, then yes, they probably do need to do more. Just like if a restaurant only serves one starter, one main and one dessert, then maybe they would do better by offering a couple more options and doing a little bit more. Although I do know a restaurant that does just that. The owner has one menu that he serves for a period of time, like a week or two. It does change over time, but you go for dinner and he tells you what he's making for dinner. But he does it brilliantly. The quality is amazing. And that idea that he will just cook what he deems to be the best combination of dishes for the meal is part of the experience of it all. So maybe there is actually a lot less that your teen and I... <laughs> could be doing. Things that we could be doing less of. But doing what they strategically choose to keep doing. They do brilliantly, excellently, at a high level. And if they currently truly aren't doing enough in their study, but they do want to do better next year, then maybe it's that they need to be doing less procrastination, spending less time on their phone or scrolling the internet or social media or on games. Maybe they need to be less distracted. Now, I know that just saying those things isn't enough to make them happen, but it could be a starting point to just identify one thing that they might do less of and making a plan of how to make that happen. So let me give you a specific example of what doing less might look like for the student who is already doing a lot in their study. Let's take maths. Now, certainly practicing lots and lots of questions, rehearsing the procedures using the formulae in multiple ways with multiple problems is a way to get better at maths. And it is a good way to prep for an exam. It's not the only way, but it is a way that I would indeed recommend. However, what I also recommend is strategically selecting which questions to actually do. Because if we do 100 questions, but they're all repetitive, they're all operating at about the same level, asking the same sorts of queries or problems, is that going to be effective? Now, yes, some repetition is valid, but could doing 50 instead of 100 or maybe even 25 questions that have a spread of difficulty, that have less of the familiar question styles or have more complex ways that the formula or the process needs to be applied, be more useful, probably. Now, that might take us less time. It might take us the same amount of time. It might take even more time, but it will be less questions and it will be a higher quality practice and it will almost certainly get us a better result. If it's a research project, maybe in science, maybe in humanities, could we get smarter about our research? I see so much time taken up with researching information and then some of it does end up being used and some of it doesn't. And that's of course fine, that is part of the process, but if we have the skills to be more laser focused on exactly what we need to be doing and showing and including in order to achieve a certain result, we can almost always be more direct with that research. So we end up saving time and possibly saving some of the confusion or some of the overwhelm that comes with that along the way as well. And the same goes for reading around the subject. I never advise students to read around the subject. Not because that doesn't have some value. And if they like the topic and they just want to do it in their spare time for fun, of course, that's fine. But because when it comes to improving their results, there are always other things that they could be doing that would give a much better payoff, be much more effective for them. If we take English, could they focus on writing less in the first draft of an essay or a speech or an article that they're writing? I know so many students go way over the word count on their first draft and also on their second and third draft sometimes, and it becomes a painful experience cutting half of it out. And I think so many students are so used to seeing this happen that they feel like it's just part of the process. It is not uncommon for students to present me with a draft on a coaching call and they tell me that the word limit is 2,000 words, let's say, and this document that I'm looking at on the screen is currently at... 4,128 words. So if that is your teen, please know that they are not alone, but it does not have to be that way. Which brings me to the how part of all this. You know, I'm all about the how. Just saying, okay, well, you need to stay within the word limit doesn't suddenly magically make it happen. Be nice if it did. And yes, acknowledgement or awareness is the first step, but I'm afraid it isn't the only step. So here's the key. Once they've identified something that it would potentially be good for them to do less of, how can they do that whilst also maintaining or increasing their results? So let's take the word count in the English essay. I spend a lot of time with students planning their response. We plan the points they want to make. We plan the evidence they're going to use, the quotations or the references. We plan the order that they're going to put it in. And we plan how many words each section or each paragraph will be. So if it's the science research report, we'll literally say, OK, 100 words for the intro, 75 words for the methodology, 200 for the results, 500 for the discussion. 300 for the conclusion, whatever it might be. We literally list those out and make sure that the maths works. And then as soon as they're starting to go over that word count, which they will probably do if that's how they're used to working, maybe they're writing the first body paragraph of their English essay or they're writing the introduction of that science report. As soon as that starts to happen, they can address it. They can think, okay, where am I writing too much? What's the key focus that I need to get in here? How does it relate to the marking criteria? not wait until they've spent twice as much time writing it all and then spending that much time again trying to cut it all. And to wrap all of this up, if they realize that they don't know how to do things differently or they don't know where they might be doing more than they need to or they aren't sure of how to be more strategic, what they could do less of or cut out of their study without it having a detrimental impact on their results and in fact it having a positive impact on their results, then that in itself may be the issue that needs solving. Just saying one way to solve that is to enroll them into the 10-week grade transformation program. It will probably become apparent just through completing that training what it is that they have been doing that they don't need to be doing because the 10WGT is all about having your teen work smarter, not harder, but specifically also giving them the actual strategies, skills and techniques to do it, to know how to do it, be able to do it. So if your teen has worked hard this year and you're perhaps concerned about what leveling up for next year is actually going to look like, then consider or have them consider what they actually need to be doing less of. Where are they putting time and energy into things that actually may not be giving optimal payoff? Is there something that is taking time or energy or brain space away from the things Actually, do need to be happening, and do they know why, and also how to actually do that? It might lead to some interesting conversations. So, have a wonderful rest of your week and an amazing summer holiday, Christmas, New Year, or any other celebration or time out that you are having. I will be back here on the podcast late January 2024. I cannot wait to do next year with you and hopefully maybe also with your teen. I'll meet you back here then. Have a great break. Take care. I'll see you soon. Bye. If you're ready to have your teen achieve their best possible result with less stress, then I want to invite you to enroll them in the 10-week grade transformation program, where they're going to learn the key concepts, skills, and strategies to catapult their performance in assessments and exams. It's risk-free. They either achieve bigger and better results with a whole lot more confidence in 10 weeks, or we refund you in full. Just head over to www.rocksolidstudy.com forward slash program, and I'll see you there.